This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Members of the American Farm Bureau Federation will be seeing a familiar face next week. President Donald Trump will address attendees of Farm Bureau's 101st annual convention in Austin, Texas on Sunday. It will be the third consecutive year Trump attends the convention, including previous trips to Nashville and New Orleans. A senior White House official tells AgriPulse's Ben Nulli Trump is expected to speak about his work on behalf of America's producers, including domestic energy policies and renegotiating trade deals. Speaking of which, Chinese Vice Premier Liu He is back in the United States ahead of a planned signing ceremony for the Phase 1 trade deal on Wednesday. The ceremony is scheduled to take place late Wednesday morning and put into effect the deal tentatively agreed upon in December. The last few weeks have been spent translating and formalizing the agreement. Under the new deal, China is expected to annually import 40 to $50 billion in U.S. ag goods over the next two years. Additional details have been tough to come by, with many in the ag community hoping for some clarity after the deal is signed. Stay tuned to agripulse.com for more on the Phase 1 signing. A major ag equipment manufacturer is trying to get a new audience to recognize a pressing issue. Ben Nulli has more. An ag equipment company hopes that highlighting precision ag technology at the massive consumer electronics show in Las Vegas will show the need for rural broadband connectivity. John Deere featured a self-propelled sprayer at CES this year. Dan Leibfried is Director of Advanced Technology for John Deere. He says the biggest challenge for improving rural broadband is not the technology itself, but coverage. It's essential that we get coverage in place with adequate technology that, that where we do have coverage today is is sufficient relative to, to bandwidth and, and overall reliability, but there's still a lot of dead zones out there where we don't have sufficient bandwidth or reliability of the connectivity. So coverage is first and foremost. Leibfried is a subcommittee chair on the Federal Communications Commission Precision Agriculture Connectivity Task Force. The 2018 Farm Bill mandated that FCC and USDA develop the task force in order to identify broadband connectivity gaps. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. A reinvigorated conversation over country of origin labeling hasn't moved the nation's largest beef sector group. Colin Woodall is the CEO of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Speaking on this week's open mic, he says NCBA remains firmly opposed to a return of mandatory cool. We have to remind everybody that for six and a half years, it was the law of the land, and there is not a credible ag economist out there who will tell you that it benefited us. And when you look at what it was about to do with our to our relationship with Canada and Mexico in the form of retaliation, that was not something that we could sit back and, and let move forward. When the WTO said that both Canada and Mexico could retaliate against us to the tune of a billion dollars, we knew that we needed to act because Canada and Mexico are two of our top trading partners, as we have seen through the discussions of, of USMCA and uh, the evolution of, of NAFTA. But other groups in the industry disagree. They point to drops in cattle prices that followed the repeal of cool in 2015 as evidence for why the policy is needed. And CBA says those same indicators point to market factors, not policy repeal. The conversation has since shifted to concern about products from other countries being labeled as U.S. beef only if the processing was done domestically. Woodall says NCBA takes that issue seriously but needs to see more evidence. And now there is this discussion that there is product that can come from other countries that can still have a product of the USA label stamp slapped on it. Now, there's been a lot of accusations about that, and we have gone to those people and asked, show us. Show us where it's happening. 
and nobody has been able to give us those examples. Regardless, it's worth taking a look at to see what possibly needs to be changed, and from our perspective, making sure that AMS is uh, utilizing PVPs for origin claims is probably the best way to move forward here. To hear more from Woodall, including his thoughts on trade and alternative proteins, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.